0: Welcome to Word Matters, presented by the Christian Standard Bible. Word Matters is a podcast dedicated to helping Christians understand some of the most confusing and controversial passages of the Bible. Now join the conversation with your hosts, Trevin Wax and Brandon Smith.
1: Can we enter the kingdom of God by force? That is the question that we're going to answer on this episode of Word Matters. I'm Brandon Smith, along as always with my co-host Trevin Wax. And joining us today is Dr. Patrick Schreiner. Patrick serves as Assistant Professor of New Testament Language and Literature at Western Seminary in Portland. So he's really cool, has a hip haircut, wears tight jeans, drinks black, craft coffee, etc. And he's most recently the author of The Kingdom of God and the Glory of the Cross. So Patrick, thank you for bringing your coolness onto our podcast today.
0: Hey, thanks for having me. I'm I'm trying to bring the cool over to Nashville, so I appreciate it. It's fun to talk to my two favorite Baptist brothers.
2: <laughs> okay, so we might as well just um, dispense with those formalities and get into the the biblical text we're looking at today. Uh, our passage is Luke sixteen sixteen, and it's interesting because. Uh, the the various interpretations of this passage partially depend on what translation you're using or how you think this particular passage should be translated. So I'm going to read the passage and then we'll let uh, Patrick, if you can help us walk through some of the the difficulties here. So um, I'm going to go back and start in verse fourteen, uh, just to, just to give some of the context here in the in the CSB, and we'll read all the way through. Uh, verse 17. Uh, the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, were listening to all these things and scoffing at him. And he told them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the sight of others, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly admired by people is revolting in God's sight. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God has been proclaimed, and everyone is urgently invited to enter it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter in the law. To drop out. Okay, now part of where this gets tricky is that other translations may translate Luke 1616. 16. In fact, even in the CSB, you've got footnotes showing alternate renderings and m- many other translations have alternate renderings as well. Um, other translations will say it, Luke 1616, 16, that passage that the CSB translates is, everyone is urgently invited to enter it. Um, so you, you have everyone tries to force their way into it everyone is eager to get in so d- depending on the translation it seems like jesus could be saying that people are called into the kingdom or that they're actively trying to force their way in and and then there's the question of motive right what what why are they trying to force their way in uh, if they are why are they resistant um uh it, the kingdom of god comes through there's that that idea of violence so lots lots to chew on here in this passage
1: yeah so patrick before we get uh, too deep on this passage Uh, Maybe you could just give us a basic definition of the kingdom of God. I think a lot of people think it's maybe just heaven or it's all kinds of different ideas of what the kingdom of God actually is. So maybe just to clarify that term that we're using here, uh, could you give us sort of a basic definition of that first?
0: Yeah. So the kingdom of God is this huge concept. It's kind of like asking to try to define what the United States of America is. Um, in terms of how big it is in the scriptures, it's just such a huge concept, but, um, basically the kingdom of God can be summarized. And I take this from Gold, Graham Goldsworthy, who uses this definition. He says the kingdom of God is the King's power over the King's people in the King's place. And I think taking kind of those three concepts of power, people in place, Um, really helps us understand what the kingdom is. It's not just um, God's sovereignty, but it's God's sovereignty over his people in a certain place. So we think of cities, we think of people living in a city with flourishing. That's what the kingdom of God is. So when Jesus came to announce that the kingdom of God was here uh, in his person, he was announcing that he was the king and he was coming to sacrifice himself for the people so that they could enter into the kingdom with him.
2: Okay, that's a that's a great definition. I love the fact that it's also alliterated. That is a yeah. uh, that's speaking a Baptist love language mm. right there. Um, but let's let's talk about the different ways to view this passage. Then can you can you just give us a, an overview of what the basic interpretations are, and then um, I, kind of the pros and cons for for each of these?
0: Sure. Yeah. So this passage is really uh, debated uh, by scholars, by pastors, by a lot of people. I was actually, I picked up one commentary by I. Howard Marshall, and he said the following about it. He said, Few sayings in the Gospels are so uncertain in interpretation is this one. And um, as I began to look at it again, uh, I was just reminded of how difficult this passage is. I actually jumped on the phone with another New Testament scholar, and while we were talking about something else, I said, Hey, what do you think about this passage? I'm looking at it again. And he said, I have no idea what this passage <laughs> is talking about. So um, it it is very debated, but there's basically four views for how to interpret this Um, and it falls under kind of two negative ways of interpreting it and two positive ways and it's all based on this one greek word and how to translate it so um, in the csb you can see it's translated positively like everyone is urgently invited to enter it and that that the word can actually mean that it can mean to seek fervently Um, but the word can also mean to inflict violence to dominate or to use force and so that's why we get some other translations like the niv esv and nasb i think all use uh everyone is forcing their way into it or they try to force their way into it so let me just walk through the four different interpretations that people give and i'll try to give some pros and cons of them as well um so the first one everyone is forcing their way into it that's a negative view of this where He's speaking in context to the Pharisees. Uh, The whole chapter really is about money. And what many people think Jesus is saying here is that the Pharisees are trying to enter the kingdom, but they're trying to enter the kingdom in the wrong way. They're trying to enter the kingdom through outward righteousness, which is maybe shown in their love of money. So Trevin, as you read the passage, uh, verse 14 begins with the Pharisees who were lovers of money. So Jesus says, hey, the kingdom of God is being announced, but you're trying to force your way into it kind of through your money. The second view would be also a negative view uh, that everyone acts violently against the kingdom. And a, lo- a reason why a lot of people take this interpretation is because it fits with Matthew 11:12, 12, um, which is the parallel text. Matthew 11:12 says from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence. And the violent have been seizing it by force. So the idea here in the negative sense is that opponents try to oppress the kingdom or they're doing violence upon the kingdom. So in our context here in Luke 16, the Pharisees are oppressing the kingdom with their love of money. So that would be kind of the negative interpretation um, of this of this clause. Uh, The positive interpretation could also be translated, everyone is forcing their way into it in a positive sense in that they want to get into the kingdom. Um, So the Pharisees, um, some would think the Pharisees are actually trying to get into the kingdom. Uh, They might still be doing it in a negative way, but they're trying to get into the kingdom, and that's a good thing. The final interpretation, which is what the CSB takes, is the final positive one, and that's everyone is urgently invited to enter in it. So Uh, what Jesus is doing there is he's holding out hope for the Pharisees, even though they're lovers of money, even though they're, they're serving themselves and not God. um, Jesus is calling them and saying, look, the kingdom of God is proclaimed to you. And I'm actually inviting you into the kingdom. Though in the midst of this, I'm rebuking you for your love of money. So those are the basic four interpretations. And again, you can kind of set them off in terms of negative, everyone is forcing their way into it, or everyone acts violently against the kingdom, or positive, everyone is seeking the kingdom or fervently trying to force their way into the kingdom, or they're invited into the kingdom. So you can see how Ah, uh, the interpretations are just really wide ranging, which causes so much confusion. So,
2: are are the only interpretations really about? I mean, putting it into context with the Pharisees in this passage, because it seems like I don't don't remember exactly where I read this, but I it seems like I recall also an interpretation that it it is the fact that people were trying to bring the kingdom by force in the sense of, um, you know, the the zealots, and you had the the political. Uh, I mean, the part of the day where there was this kind of the uprising kind of thing, which Jesus speaks against and, and opposes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So m- many people take it that way more in Matthew 11, because okay. the context there is um, John the Baptist is in prison and he's asking about Jesus. And then Jesus has this statement where he says people are trying to oppress the kingdom and they're trying to maybe take it by force. So the zealot interpretation comes a little bit more from Matthew Or that maybe it's Herod and the government officials there who are trying to kind of seek to conquer the kingdom by persecuting those who follow Jesus. Okay. So in this context, that's one of the big tricky issues here is this context, there's some things that match up with Matthew, but there's some things that are completely different. Um, In my mind, I I looked at a few commentaries just to remind myself. I think most people do take this. The the context is uh, him speaking to Pharisees about money. And so they're tying it most, uh, most immediately in this context of to the, the Pharisees. Pharisees. Okay, that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Patrick, where do you where do you uh, end up on this? What do you think is the best translation of it, um, and what is your interpretation on this one?
0: Yeah. So. Um, I kind of go – I went back and forth on this, but I actually ended where the CSB ends is and that everyone is urgently invited to enter it. And I don't say that just because I'm on this podcast. Yeah, we're thankful I for that. I started with a to- different <laughs> – I told you, you.
1: You texted me and said you didn't agree with it last week, and I said you can't come on the yeah, podcast actually, until you agree. I actually – I'm actually taking that view
0: because my dad gets tons tons of royalties off the CSP. So, right, that's, um, that's a joke, people. I will
1: receive my
2: <laughs> <Now, everyone, like, laughs> I want to make sure before anyone writes any emails
0: or letters,
1: that was a joke. Patrick, the lover of money.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. This is great for this context. Um, <laughs> when I started restudying this passage, I actually was leaning more towards kind of a Matthewan view of it. Um, but as I looked at it more, I mean, one thing in hermeneutics that uh, I continually have to remind myself is let each gospel speak on their own. So even though we have a parallel passage in Matthew 11, uh, 12, Luke 16 is so different. And so um, let me just go through a few of the interpretations and kind of give you some pros and cons. But the first one. Everyone is forcing their way into it by, by means of money. In other words, the Pharisees are trying to force their way into it by means of money. It does fit uh, the money context, and it fits the part about the law because right after this he speaks about it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of the letter of the law to drop out. Well, Why does he bring that, about, that up? I think the reason he brings that up is because he's saying the kingdom of God actually fits with the Torah in terms of its command to generosity. Mm -hmm. So you don't enter the kingdom by getting all this money and fame and righteousness for yourself. You actually enter the kingdom by following the Torah and being generous. Um, But a few cons with this interpretation are the Pharisees really trying to force their way into the kingdom through money. That That seems to be a little bit of a stretch in the context. Uh, secondly, it doesn't really fit with Matthew 11:12, 12. So um, that's definitely a possibility. I just, um, I, I don't lean that way right now. In terms of everyone uses force against the kingdom, that's the Matthew context. But the wording here, just in the Greek and in the English, are completely different. Uh, and the context is different. So I, I lean away from that one. Everyone is forcing their way or seeking fervently to enter into the kingdom. That just doesn't really fit with Jesus's kind of whole ministry. The Gospels really don't support that everyone is seeking the kingdom. Hmm. Only some respond favorably to the kingdom. So I don't think that view is as likely. Um, And if you go to everyone is urgently invited uh, to enter the kingdom, if you go back to the Greek Old Testament, this word uh, that is so debated is actually used in this sense, and and the way it's being used is almost like a softened sense of violence. So we actually do this in our language. Uh, and the best example I could think of was, I know you guys are big hip hop fans, but
1: I, am. I was listening Tre- to hip hop. Reason- cool, I, <laughs> I,
0: I, know, I know Trevin's a huge hip hop fan, but, um, <laughs> I was listening to, to hip hop recently and they keep using this word more recently called savage. And I thought, well, that's interesting. Why are they using the word savage? Savage means like fierce or violent, but, In hip hop, it actually means, savage means you don't care about the consequence of your actions. Mm. And so what they're doing is they're taking this very literal or concrete word and making it metaphorical. And so this violence that he's speaking of is actually spun on its head and said, everyone is urgently invited to enter it. They're violently invited to enter into it. And so I think the context here is actually pointing towards Jesus saying, come into the kingdom with me. This is what I'm inviting you to enter um, into. Now, there are some negatives of that interpretation, like there's not much hope in the context for the Pharisees. (laughs) Um, This is the only piece of hope in really this whole chapter. Um, But I I think uh, Jesus regularly rebukes people and then gives them hope in the midst of that. So I lean towards the fourth view, what the CSB has, but um, you might talk to me tomorrow and I might
1: change my view. Well, don't, don't I think change. the other
0: view, I won't change it, not, 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 not when I'm talking to you guys. Yeah, don't change um, it until you
1: catch the check. After that, then you can change it and do whatever you want. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So
2: so um, um, taking this, this interpretation of yours and then uh, thinking about how you would apply this, what... What would be the way that you would encourage us to preach or teach this passage when we come across it in our uh, in in preaching ministry?
0: Yeah. So if if you're preaching on the CSB, this is just in terms of how I'd present it. I actually wouldn't go into the details here. If you agree with that view, if you're preaching from the ESV and you don't like the interpretation, you're going to have to address it. Um, but my tendency is to leave a lot of things on the cutting floor and then just kind of present what I came up with in terms of preaching it. But that, that just tells you in terms of how much I'd get into the debate. Hmm. Uh, and in terms of preaching and teaching it, I think what I do here is the entire context is about the Pharisees being lovers of money. All of Luke 16 is about um, money. And right in the middle there, he says, the kingdom of God is actually offered to you, and you're all invited to come into the kingdom. So I'm looking at this as right in the middle of this section is hope for the Pharisees. So even though he's rebuking them, even though they are lovers of money, actually the gospel comes and Jesus says, I'm actually preaching the kingdom of God to you right now, and you are invited to enter it. So this is the place, and this is part of the reason I like this interpretation, this is the place where you'd have a very challenging sermon for most of the time, but right in the middle, you'd hold out hope for people and say, The kingdom of God is offered to you, but you need to be generous with your money. You can't seek to enter the kingdom through your money. Rather, you need to follow Christ, who is generous with his life. So uh, I would kind of emphasize the hope there.
1: Yeah, that's really helpful. I think uh, that whole just string of parables, he keeps doing that over and over again, you know, and he's using that illustration to try to wake people up to. Uh, the fact that their money is not their hope it seems like he is doing that over and over again. So that makes a lot of sense. And also, I was thinking like it's not one of the interpretations. You know, the Pharisees don't seem to be kicking down the door trying to get into Jesus's kingdom. They're uh, typically on the other right. end of it, saying how jacked up his kingdom is and how it's not, you know, truly, not true to the law and et cetera, et cetera. So, well, Patrick, right. thanks so much right. for jumping on with us, man. That was really yeah, thank helpful. Thank you very much. And thank you, Trevin, for hosting. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for listening. Word Matters has been presented by the Christian Standard Bible, a translation that is faithful to the original languages, but clear for today's audience. Find out more at csbible.com.